guys, buckle up for another episode of Below the Iceberg, the one and only podcast where we talk to real life two comma club winners. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a wannabe entrepreneur, or you've been in business for a while, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice from these million dollar entrepreneurs. Now, if you don't know what a two comma club winner is, it is where they've built one funnel inside the ClickFunnels software and sold $1 million through just that one funnel, which is just a fantastic achievement. In today's episode, I'm really excited to be talking to Christian Helmut, who went from one two comma club and then massive growth spurt to a 10X award, which is 10 million in under one and a half years. And he is also our first guest from Spain. So let's dive in and find out what Christian does and how he achieved this massive growth in such a short amount of time. Okay, so welcome Christian to Below the Iceberg. Excellent, thank you for having me, a pleasure. Okay, it's an awesome achievement that you've hit a two comma club award. And I believe you picked the 10X as well. Is that right? I picked up the 10X. That is absolutely amazing. We've had, I think we've had two 10X on the show so far. So you'll be the third. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much. A pleasure. <laughs> so what I like to do with my uh, guests is I go and look at their social media profiles and find out a little bit about them. Yeah. Now, so I tried to do that on you and I couldn't find a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, I'm more active in, in LinkedIn than okay. in other uh, social media profiles. Um, I have like an Instagram following of, uh, let me tell you exactly on my account. I did of... find that, your personal one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have like 1600 only. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I found that one. I found that one. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything else. And I don't know if that is because I'm, you're in Spain. Is that right? Yes, I'm I'm in Spain. And actually, people uh, think that you need to have like a huge following or you have to be so active in, in social media to uh, to make something important or to get to high revenue figures. And um, so that's not true, as you can see. That is <laughs> not that, necessary. Yes why i like to go and look at people's stats because it's it's interesting to show people that we, there are people with very small followings who can achieve yeah exactly that's yeah. that's totally true so would you like to tell our listeners exactly what it is that you do okay um we provide consulting for for businesses that need to figure out how to sell more and um I can tell you a little bit the backstory of how we, we got actually to do that, if you want. And uh, as you can see, I speak a little bit of Spanglish. So <laughs> it's, it's, I, I need to think in Spanish and then it comes out the way it comes out in English. Okay. <laughs> well, what we will do is we will do a little bit of a rewind and we'll go through how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So what sort of businesses is it that you help? We do consulting. So companies come to us or people that need to figure out how to tweak, make better their sales process. They come to us and we teach them not only what to do, we teach them exactly how to do it. And we we can even go further and do it uh, for them in their company. All right, okay. and, uh, That's what we do. And what type of businesses usually is it that you work with? 
Well, if it's from B2B side, we work with pharmaceuticals, we work with insurance, uh, with banks that they have a lot of, of things um, on the table that don't get closed. So they come up and say, hey, how can we close these deals that we have we have on the table? And we're not able to do that. And from the B2C side, uh, we have, for example, like e-commerce stores that they have about 70, 80% of uh, card abandonment and they want to reduce that. Right. We teach them exactly a system how to reduce uh, that with um, uh, with some techniques that we that we provide them. So, right, we, right. we, yeah. So when was it when you did the first Two Comma Club award? When did you get that one? That was, uh, that was two years, two years ago. So two years ago, you got the first Two Comma Club and now you've just got the 10X now. Exactly. The first award, sorry, it was 2021. Correct. 2021, we got the award and at the end of the year, um, we got the other one. Wow. So you went from one to 10 in a year. In a year. Exactly. That's, that's amazing. So were you, when you got the first one, was it a goal to get, to, to get the two comma club award from ClickFunnels? Uh, it was not the goal to get just the award. It was the goal that if we were going to these kind of numbers, the impact that we were going to have in the industry that we were really going to be like known. So we wanted to do what everything was possible in our hands to impact as many companies as possible. So we, we started to give conferences, uh, to, to be on shows with COVID. We, we started, we just did, um, online meetings. Uh, we created our own TV set where we could, we could stream and create a better perception of ourselves. So we just hit very, very hard. Right. Uh, that, that's why people say you were not on social media. Correct. I was not on social media. I was just hammering, hammering me, the whole team, my partner, we were just hammering and, and making deals. <laughs> <laughs> so when you realized, did you actually realize you'd hit the million dollars or did it sort of pass you by and then you realized? It was, it was just passing by. Yeah. S suddenly one of our teams said, Hey, uh, we could just this uh, from, from another um, a provider where we have a course from Kajabi. We received like also a, like a pin from the one million dollar pin. We said, "Hey, we achieved this on on the platform." So it was like suddenly we were so focused on on getting those goals that suddenly those those things just appeared. All right, okay. And did you when you realized then that you'd hit the the million dollars? Did you have a celebration, or did you just carry on focus? Uh, you know what? We didn't celebrate it. No, no, we 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 didn't. We just normalized it, and we said, "Oh, oh, we already on that." Okay, just let's let's keep let's keep doing it, and <laughs> and we did not, we did not celebrate. I I remember it was a Tuesday. I did I do remember that it was a Tuesday, and we were on our TV set, and we said, "Hey, we achieved that," and we said, "Oh, great, Let, let's go to for our next mile." So, <laughs> yeah. so where are your customers based? Are they mainly in Spain or are they varied countries? They're in Spain and in Latin America. Wherever they speak Spanish, right? There are our customers. All right, okay, okay. So let's do a little bit of a rewind then. Let's take you back to your childhood. Where Where did you grow up? I grew up here in Spain. My My father is uh, German. My mother is Greek, and I grew up in in Spain. So it's okay. a little bit of a, a strange mixture here. <laughs> And whereabouts in Spain is 
Where, where are you? It's the, it's the East Coast. We're between Alicante, Valencia. That's the area here in, in Spain where I live. All right, okay. My parents live in um, Creviente. That's uh, half an hour from where I live. Is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good area, nice area. Like, can you repeat again, please? What was, what was it like when you were when you were small, when you were a child? What was life like? The life, um, the life was good. It was it was good. I grew up being. I don't have brothers. I don't have sisters, but I grew up with a lot of people surrounding me because my father had here. He's a nat, uh, naturopath. Naturopath. I don't know if that's the term in English. He's a, a natural health doctor, right? All oh, right. Okay. And um, and I grew up, uh, he's an entrepreneur. My mother does not have that entrepreneurial mind, but my father does. So talking about business, making businesses was always like something um, that I grew up with. And I started my own company when when I was 18. All right. Okay. And um, yeah. So when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't know what I wanted to be. Uh, I didn't, I really didn't know when, when I, when people ask me, what do you want to be? I don't know. I, when I was growing a little bit, when I was like 14, 15, and you have to think already what you want to be. I said, I said, I wanted to be a biologist, but in my inside, I knew that I didn't want to be a biologist, but I just wanted to fit in. And I need, I, I thought that, okay, I need to go to college like everybody else. And, um, and, and the thing is that I didn't end up in college, <laughs> but the thing is that, well, I said I wanted to be a biologist, but in my interior, that was not true. No. So when you finished school, you didn't go to college? No, uh, actually the day that we had here in Spain, before you go to college, before you can, you decide what college you need to go, you have to do like a final exam. And with that final exam, the, 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 the note, what you get there. Um, then you can decide to what college you can go. And that exam, I didn't do. Um, that day I went home uh, because in my mind I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do the another exam. Then in September I start college. It's going to be a five-year career that I need to go to university. Then maybe I need to do a master degree because otherwise I'm like a normal biologist, like everybody else, and I'm not going to be differentiated with another biologist. So I need to do a, a degree. And I got so, um, like, um, my, my mind was like so messed up. Overwhelmed. I went, I went home, overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. And I went home and I told my parents, hey, listen, I'm not going to go to, to college. And, and that day I heard more bad words in Greek than the rest of, the, uh, of my life. <laughs> yeah. From your mother? Or... Yeah. Yeah, from my mother. Exactly. <laughs> So what did just... you do next? No, uh, my father said, hey, I can understand you. I knew that he could understand me because his mind was more entrepreneurial. Yeah. But he said to me, you have this August to decide what you want to do with your life. You are not going to stay home doing nothing. You don't want to go to college. I understand. I support you. But you are going to decide this August what you're going to do with your life. So... I had a complete month to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, to make the story short, August, I was going to visit my grandmother in Germany with my parents. 
So I said, what do I want to do? I want to have my own company. I want to have my, I want to be my own boss. And I want to, That's that was my ideal story that was going through my head, that when my friends finish college, university in five years, I wanted to have an established business making already money yeah. in two years. So I started importing um, uh, speakers for, for, for the cars that um, there was a huge trend here in Spain with car audio. And I imported uh, those speakers um, from Germany to Spain. All right. um, that's that's what I did during two years. And then I sold um, that company. So we, you were just selling them. Where were you selling them? I was driving around Spain, going, finding distributors, finding wholesalers that they will buy these loudspeakers, these speakers. So the, these could sell them to end consumers. So you All would right. go to like a garage and say, hey, I want to change you. I, I want to have a nice uh, uh, audio system in my car and they will pitch you different brands. One of them was like the brand that I had. All right. Okay. So when was this? What year was this? This was year 98. Right. Okay. Because back then cars didn't have very good speakers, did they really? No. <laughs> now, now, now the sector is dead. Yeah. Because you, you can't change the speakers, the radio from the cars because of how they're being done. But th that time, that was something that was very trendy. Yeah. And, pe and people that had my age, you know, they were looking forward to to have like nice speakers, a good sounding. Uh, yeah, I remember car, that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, change, so, the, change the cassette and have yeah. booming speakers in the, on the back parcel shelf. Exactly. I was <laughs> responsible to, to for that. <laughs> idea well as my father said i have the august to decide what i want to do i searched on the internet and said who's a manufacturer of loudspeakers that does not have a, a distributor here in spain so i found that in germany there was a brand that was very that was known for selling high high quality high priced uh, speakers um, they cost they cost now in dollars six thousand dollars the most expensive speaker so that's that was a lot and um, uh, I went when I was looking where they were in Germany because I wanted to visit them. So I said, hey, I, I pick up a train or, or an airplane and go and visit them. Uh, I saw the postal code where they were. And, and imagine this, they were just 15 minutes away from the house of my grandmother. <laughs> so I said, so I said to, my, to my father, hey, we need to visit Rainbow Car Audio because they're just 15 minutes away. So let's go and visit them. And my father said, hey, listen, in August, all the factories are closed. And I said, well, anyway, let's go anyway. I just want to see them. I just, you know, the, the story of the, of, of, of the owner, it really inspired me. And we went there. And, and, and true story, it was, it was closed. There was only an a audio a Audi A4 on, on, the, on the parking lot, uh, but everything was closed. Anyway, I rang the bell knowing that nobody was there. I thought the car was just there to 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 be there. Somebody left it. Uh, but who opened? The owner was there. And oh, the owner uh, then uh, welcome, welcomed us and we went in. He showed us everything, how they were doing the, um, the loudspeakers. Uh, and that was that was great for me. And we, or, we made the first order and uh, it was like a 3,000 
uh, euro order that time. Uh, I didn't have the money, so my father supported me to to start that business. All right. Okay. So, so did you sell that business on somebody else then? Uh, yeah, I sold that business to uh to somebody that was my distributor in a part of Spain. All right. Because I thought I I was making good money, but there was one problem. I was I was telling to my I was seeing. Uh, th this was a pivot point, uh, Pauli. Um, I was driving whole Spain to make um, my business work, and it was working. But I was always like putting my time against money. I was driving and driving, coming home late, and that was good. But I that wasn't exactly the life that I I wanted, right? So it came to a reality that I had my business and it was working, but that was not the way that I wanted to make money so yeah. i i i saw that one of my best clients was a, a company in madrid he had my age and he was in charge of 30 percent of my of the revenue of my company and he had the way he sold was online that time there was no shopify no woocommerce nothing you had to pay a a, a programmer to program code and create a, a store yeah. Um, but he was selling those my speakers to end consumers online. He was just in his house putting the orders, and and UPS was coming and and getting the orders to the clients. And I said, incredible. So if I could do that, like work from home, that would be incredible. Yeah. I need to figure out how to do that, how to be at home, and 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 make money. That was like a pivot point for me and like a moment where I said, I need to research that. So when I had the opportunity to sell the company, I sold it. And the amount that I got for the company um, gave me a, a, like two years of peace of mind that I said, okay, in two years, I can figure this, this thing out. So I said, everything that I learned about selling, about selling door-to-door, -door, visiting companies, you know, negotiating, I adapted this to the online world, starting selling via eBay. So I started right. on eBay selling uh, nothing sexy, but the, there's a big problem here in Spain with the water, that the water has too much calcium and that yeah. reduces the pipes. So yeah. there was an equipment that actually had a solution for that. And it was a German manufacturer that didn't have any distribution here in Spain. So I repeated a little bit of the story. I imported the product, but instead of visiting people, I said, why don't I put that in, in eBay and let's see what happens. And uh, there the sales came in because I, I, I learned about copywriting. I learned about sales. So every person that was buying that 90 euro product that I was buying for 30 euros. I bought it for 30. I sell it for 90. Yeah. Um, but then I eBay gives you all the telephone numbers of the people that purchase from you. So I specialized in calling all these people up and upselling them on the phone. Another, right. another okay. product. So what did, what did you upsell them on the phone? An osmosis system. So if you were like buying my descaler system, I will call you up and I said, hey, Molly, this is Christian. I just want to make sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for purchasing the descaler. 
by the way, I just wanted to let you know that the descaler goes out today via UPS and you will have it tomorrow, but I'm just calling you to make sure that I have your address right. Is that okay? And you will say, yeah, okay, just let me, exactly, okay. Hey, uh, by the way, I'm putting you an instruction sheet with a video so you can install it like in five minutes. Oh, thank you very much. Hey, I just have a quick question before I hang up. Polly, um, approximately how much do you drink a day? of water. How much water do you drink a day? Do you do you drink these two, three liters that are recommended? And you would say, yeah, two liters. Okay. What what brand do you do you drink? And you would say the brand. And I have like a table here with all the numbers. And, and I said, okay, so so you're paying like five. I'm making the things up. You you're paying like five euros for this. This means that you're actually uh you know uh uh buying water for like whatever 700 euros yeah. uh, every, every whatever it is, you know? And I said, would you be interested if I have like a solution where you pay like mm, nothing? Uh, and you would say, uh, yeah, but how would it work? And I will pitch you. And I would say, and I would tell you, hey, listen, I can do something for you. I, I have this ready um, for you, but if you want me to include that osmosis system that we are selling for 700, I will, I will sell it for you for 100 euros off, right? And you don't need to pay extra shipping. I'll pay that for you. And tomorrow you'll receive the two packages. Is, th is that okay? And then I, I, I fine-tune my pitch. Yeah. And from 10 people that buy the first product, the 90 euro product, I got four people that were buying the osmosis system where I really made the big money. So, so that was my job from home, actually calling people. So how did you get that idea to phone people up and upsell them? Where did that come from? That came from, um, I heard from Jay Abraham, something right. about um, how to um, grow a business. And there's only three ways. Or you sell more expensive, the same item more expensive, or you sell more of that item, or you sell, uh, you get that buyer to buy more of what you have. So, and I said, that that makes really sense. So, how can I make somebody buy more of what I have? So I figured out that the best way was not to email them because the response was not good, yeah. but actually to call them. And, the, and I had a good argument to call them because I was not pitching you from the start on something. I was just making sure that you, hey, you purchased for me. Uh, there's somebody human here. I'm interested in, in you. Uh, you're going to get the product. Let me make sure that you receive it. Let me see if the address is all right. And then when, when we started to have that, what I call chemistry, then yeah. I will I will make like another question and maybe you will open to a conversation and maybe it makes total sense to make an investment in, in another product. And yeah. because you already put com confidence in me because you already invested a small amount. So when, how long did you do that for then? I did that for, I did that for four years approximately. I I was selling all kinds of stuff, you know, because <laughs> once once I got to know how to sell one thing, that yeah. that's the interesting thing. One once you know how to sell one thing, you can sell anything, you know. In winter, in winter, I was selling electrical heating systems. In in and and I was like, I don't know if you remember eBay or you bought from eBay. There's a category where you can be power seller. That means you right, sell yeah. a lot of that category. Yeah. And I was power seller in a category very quickly and a category that was not very 
you, do, you didn't see a lot of power sellers because I was selling aromatherapy too. I, I have a brand of aromatherapy. And eBay actually called me, eBay in Madrid, and they said, hey, uh, how are you selling uh, that much of this in this category? We, we really want to know. <laughs> and and they said, would you be open to, to uh, tell us a little bit how you do that? Because you have like a such a long description that doesn't make sense for us, but 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 it, it's working. So I went to Madrid. They actually invited me to go to Madrid to explain. Yeah, and and that was fun. And they said, could you do that selling perfumes? And I said, why not? And they said, well, hold on, because selling perfumes on eBay is going to be difficult. Nearly nobody can does that because selling a perfume is such a a difficult thing because or you like it or you don't like it you know you you need to you need to smell to it. smell it otherwise it's it's going to be difficult for you to know if you like that uh smell that perfume and i said hey no problem that that's that's very easy you just need to figure out the 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 correct copy angle to sell perfumes and that's it and and from that test uh, we created a perfume line um selling them over ebay uh, so I was just figuring out what, what could I, what could I sell? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so were you finding different, dis, um, like warehouses of stock for different things? How were you finding, how did you choose your different items that you were selling? Well, I was like finding problems. So like this, this scaler, I went to, um, a trade show about that was everything related with water yeah. and in one of that in that trade show there was one booth that like was very very busy and i said if that's busy that might be an interesting thing i want to know what they're selling what that machine is and that that french person told me we manufacture descaling systems and i said what's that oh that's very interesting here in spain because there's a lot of problem with hard water is it really? Oh yeah, they they were selling to, to like um, phone holes to completely cities that were like treated with their systems. And I said, well, that, that's interesting. And so I said, I don't want to sell to big cities. I want to sell to the end consumer. So uh, I contacted like a manufacturer in Germany. They didn't have a distributor in Spain, and I asked them for a wholesale price. Hey, if I buy thirty units from you, what price could I could you do? They told me a price and I said, if I buy 50, what price could you do? That price? Okay, I'll buy 50. Let's let's start. And, and that's it. Uh, and I placed it in eBay. Somebody did the photos for me and I was just concentrating myself in what kind of copy could I write to to sell that uh, descaler. So what happened after that then? So you did that for about four years, you'd say? Yeah, then, then, um, then something interesting happened. Um, my father was talking about what his son was doing and um, it was a little bit difficult to 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 let other people know what I was doing because people were you know when you work from home it looks like you're not working okay yeah. and my grand grandmother she was like uh, 86 that time. And she was like asking, asking my father, Hey, is Christian all right? Is he making money? Because I see him with his computer all day and, you know, on the sofa and he, he just, does he actually work? You know? And yeah. Yeah. He's fine. So that, that, that thing of working from home was, but my father was 
knew what I was doing, knew what was happening, knew that I was making money from from home without a normal job. Okay, were without you doing everything. Like, were you packing everything? Were you yeah. shipping everything? You were doing everything. Everything, one man okay. show. Where did you keep your stock? In at home, I had a garage, right. and the garage was was full of of products. <laughs> then then I started to realize that somebody else could do the packaging, and I could just focus on only calling people, because that that was the most important thing bringing revenue to the company. Some, somebody else could do the packaging. So I, I delegated, you know, outsourced that that area and with the health-related product, the aromatherapy product, somebody's in charge of, of that. I'm just in charge of the strategy uh, and then somebody else like makes the fulfillment of that, of that strategy. So I'm, I'm the thinking head and then somebody else like executes what I think could be the, the, the selling strategy. So from there on, my father told other companies what I was doing and they were very interested in knowing how, how I was making the sales. Like a transport company it told me, hey, how can you apply this on my company? It's, well, the same. You have people that didn't buy from you. You have people you could sell them something else, another product, you know, or you can charge more. And I was seeing like these patterns that were exactly the same, that people didn't recognize, didn't believe in what they were selling. They didn't believe in what they were selling. So they didn't believe they could charge more if they had a service. Right. That, that happened to my father too. He was very good at what he was doing, like treating the thyroid of, of women that didn't, couldn't get pregnant. Right. And they had like a misfunction on the th thyroid. And I told my father, I told him, hey, you, you should charge 3,000 euros for that. They will pay you. And and that's a big mindset mindset shift that yeah. you need to uh, to work on. And um, so I consulted with different companies that they were just asking for advice of how they could sell online. Uh, East e-commerce stores that they were asking me, hey, how can I sell more? And sometimes it was like tweaking their copy or helping them in the actual sales process or actually letting them know that they have to call their customers and sell them more. That's it. Have conversations. You're not in the business. You're in the relationship business. Not in. You're not selling a product. Yeah. So that was all word of mouth. So you were getting basically consultancy from word of mouth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So were you still doing the eBay then at the same time? No. The, the eBay then... Amazon started to get strong. Uh, eBay was like, it, it was good, but it was like, okay, I, I have this now. Let's go to another, to another level, right? Let's, let's, let's do something else. And then all these online marketing uh, thing like happened, you know, how to create landing pages, all these softwares like came out, the possibility to do webinars, to do conferences online, to reach people where uh, in other countries, uh, I started doing things with go to webinar, go to meeting, uh, then with stealth seminar, all these things. Um, finding out how to use like you know Facebook uh, for for getting traffic. Uh, so all all these things like exploded again my mind and said, hey, we can do like very interesting things here with just learning other skills like traffic, like um, then creating an online course 
teaching other people what I was doing, the processes that we have in place. And, and that's something that was very, very lucrative. Like, hey, you come three days with me and then, and you come up, you come these three days and you'll end up actually making money because I, I'll replicate what I do with you. So were you actively looking for clients and are we still just word of mouth referrals? No, that time we were then starting to get new clients, people that didn't know what we were doing. We were actually uh, uh, getting to know because we were investing in ads. We were then doing YouTube ads, LinkedIn ads. Uh, we were like appearing with banners on, on people. Hey, do you want to learn this? Do you want to learn this? Do you know, do you want to have a sales process in place? Uh, do you want to have SOPs for your sales team, etc.? We were actively looking for people that didn't know that we were existing. All right, okay. So was it still just you or did you start building a team? Yeah, then uh, I started with uh, with my friend and partner, Alfonso. Uh, we partnered together. He has also experience in, in sales. So we came together and we said, okay, let, let's put together all our know-how and start with um, like a program, right? And we started doing like a conference. Um, the, the first thing that we did is we, we asked ourselves, how can people um, know us uh, because we are not celebrities? We, we didn't have social media. Like you see, uh, we don't have a huge social media uh, following. But the idea is okay. We don't have a big social media following, but we are not. We know what we are worth. Uh, we know what we can do for companies. So how can we go from zero to one hundred quickly? So then we created a strategy and we said, okay. Uh, that time, blogs were like emerging. People that were positioned had their blogs, and we said, we are gonna have not a blog, not a podcast, not a YouTube channel we are going to create a magazine. And when you have a magazine, everybody wants to appear in a magazine. Because if <laughs> I tell you, hey, I have a magazine with hundred and with 150,000 people that read my magazine at the Apple store, um, do you want to write an article for that as an expert in whatever you are? You'll say yes. You, you're not going to ask anything. Who are you? What's your background? You're just going to say, hey, yes, you know, <laughs> of course I want to appear. That, that's how we got to interview people. People asked us, how did you get to interview Grant Cardone? How, how are you in his Miami offices? How, did, how can you make an interview with Jay Abraham in LA in a restaurant where he never makes an, an interview like that? How can you be a with Mike Keenings or, or, or being the, in a book of Dan Kennedy, who are you with, you know, with zero following? Well, that's, that's the strategy because you don't need to have a big following. You just need to be clear of what you can deliver and, and have total confidence on what you do and create a strategy and execute that strategy. So that's how people got to know us. And then we started to do um, speaking gigs, Mike Keenings. He was one of our mentors that time. Um, I don't know if you know him. Uh, no, I don't know him. He's brilliant. He helped like Tony Robbins to launch his his first books, uh, etc. He's um in the uh, he made a lot of products like Instant Customer, Traffic Geyser. He's great. So he told us you need to start speaking. You need to start uh, uh, getting on stages because you and Alfonso have like 
you know, have a good understanding, you have good energy, you need to talk about what you do. And we did that. Uh, so we started to go to com uh, Chamber of Commerce here in Spain. All right, yeah. And, and we pitched them and we said to them, hey, if you want like to provide value for the people, that, that was our pitch. Hey, we can give like 40-minute presentation about how these people can actually make sales. And if at the end you don't have everybody like standing up and like going like this and telling you this was the best conference, uh, the best talk, the best uh, what you ever delivered to us, uh, you know, we'll pay you 1,000 euros just, mm, <laughs> you know. And they said, uh, are you really sure you can do that? Oh, of course. <laughs> you just try it out. What What do you have to lose? And And we went to one chamber of commerce they were so excited that they actually recommended us to another. And then it just, you know, it's, it just started. Every, yeah. then everybody was wanted to, to have us on stage. Now, something surreal. We're in Mexico, 21st and 22nd of September, on the stage with Tony Robbins. So oh, imagine this. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So th this is the things that people don't believe that is, is possible. You know, the thing you need to have a lot of following. You need to be a big celebrity. It's it's not the case uh, now. It, yeah. How did you come up with the idea for the magazine? What did you know about magazines when you started? Nothing, that? nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. We did we didn't know how the magazine world works. We didn't own a magazine. We didn't consult with a magazine owner. Nothing, nothing. So the idea was, okay, there's no magazine in the Apple Institute that talks about marketing. Okay. What do we need to do? Oh, we need to be Apple developers. Let's find out how to do that. Oh, we need a designer. Let's go and put a video out there. We're looking for a designer that we got a designer. And and that's how we started. And and then we interviewed the, the first um, influencer. The second, the third one, the magazine was like very, very... Uh, now I look the first edition and it was like, did we really launch like this? Yes, it was important <laughs> to look to take just in massive imperfect action that was that was the key yeah so how often did your magazine go out once a month all right okay and how long did you do the magazine for that was like for two years all right okay yeah so when did you discover click funnels we discovered click funnels when russell brunson actually uh, launched it i remember his video uh when he was launching click funnels and it was like, wow, incredible. We were with Kajabi. Um, and that from the beginning, we were, we were from the real beginning with uh, with ClickFunnels. All right. Okay. So what was your first funnel that you made? The first funnel that we made was for a webinar. For a, a webinar where we made a very simple, uh, I remember they had little templates when yeah. they started. And um, I think at that time we were integ integrating with with Aweber or something like that. And they didn't have like all these integration that they have now. So yeah. it was very simple, but very intuitive. And we launched like a webinar, I think it was. I'm, I'm not sure it was. An, no, no, it was not an automated webinar because that time we were using Stealth uh, webinar for automated webinars. It was a live webinar, opt-in page and a thank you page. That was the first. All right, okay. And how were you getting people to come to that at the beginning? Were you running ads? We had, yeah, we had a list and we were running ads, Facebook ads. Okay. How did you know what you were doing with Facebook ads? Did you take a call or did you just figure it out on the way? 
Yeah, we figured it out. We took a course uh, from somebody. Uh, now I don't remember his name. An Australia from a guy from Australia, Australia, um, to get the basics, and then yeah. we were figuring out by our own the the platform. Uh, they didn't have retargeting. It was I don't know if you remember the first platform uh, Facebook ads launched to yeah. to make ads. It was very very simple, you know. Yeah. But we started like like that and getting people traffic to opt in. Uh, we were getting leads for for very 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 cheap. That was <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So what? So what did you do then? So when did when was that then? When did ClickFunnels launch? Like two was it two thousand sixteen? Was it? I don't remember exactly the year. So what did you do differently then? So you got your first two comma club twenty twenty one. You say? Yeah. What changed to get that first one? What did you do differently? The key was focusing on one or two things like instead so we had like that idea we, we were launching something we got results then it was getting dead then we launched another thing we got results we went to another thing we launched something we got to another thing like dispersion right Be because you are full of ideas you know you, you somebody tells you an idea you already see money there you, somebody tells you another idea you already see the, the three things behind and how you can monetize and you get excited and you get in you make some money then you go to the next thing that that was the the main error that we that we had and we right, were not okay. focusing completely in one or two things so what was it that you focused on then okay then we fo we, we focused on one thing we're going to sell coaching and our online course and we are only going to sell the coaching or the mentoring to people that buy our online course and our online course we are going to be delivering that not only through videos but also live we wanted to actually have a transformation because we knew that when when we launched the first info product people were buying it but they were just not getting the results that um that they wanted because they didn't end up finishing the the damn product they right, just okay. bought it and didn't do anything and they were excited and yeah i love you yeah you're great the content is great yeah, but are you getting results no i'm not finishing it why didn't you finish no i need to do this it was like i don't understand so we said okay we're gonna change this if you want to re have results you're gonna be live with me every wednesday with me and alfonso and that's it and you're gonna implement and we'll meet you the next wednesday and that's how we did the group uh, the group coaching and then from there our upsell was like uh, another product like a mastermind where we're, we were having uh, people that did the first product they could jump in into the second product right. we were converting about 20% of, of those people into that mastermind so we were focusing only on that and if somebody needed like um, mentoring, coaching, one-on-one -on -one with us. They had to pay a, a, a high amount. They will fly in, into Spain, spend three days with us, get a result, and then we will work with them uh, on a three, four-month um, uh, basis. That was right. our focus. Okay, so the course, how were you getting people into the course? 
was that through a webinar or was it just a La stage? live webinars we were doing like a plf version all right uh, so we just invited them for a four-day training yeah and that training was live so we would have like thousand people in in zoom and some other people via youtube streaming them yeah. and they will live the experience of being live uh with us in in our tv set and you know getting that energy and getting results every day that that's how we were just focusing on that uh, 2020 2021 you couldn't get out so we said okay we can't go out but people are at home they have time there's there's no way that somebody can tell us you cannot i cannot make it because you're at home so we just go every day every day hammering 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 providing value content all that okay so how much were the and how much was the product then so was it like a mini challenge then yeah it, it was like a mini challenge combining with with uh with information uh you need to do some stuff from one day to another. Yeah. Uh, you would give us feedback. Hey, how did you do? Did you do that thing? Yeah, okay, exactly. So we will do that for free. And then at the end, pitch them uh, a three or 5,000 euro product. And in order to buy that, they would need to uh, get on the phone with us or the team. Why? Because that's our background. We know how to close over the phone. And we just wanted to have people that are the right fit. And that was our sales panel. That's it. They couldn't purchase directly. Okay. okay, cool. So did you have a Facebook group as well where they all went? Or Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. To create the community. And is that still what you're doing now? Is it? Is Are you still doing the same as that now? Yes, but we, we're, we are making like a shift. Like we want to go B2B, mainly target like high profile people that they that you don't target via youtube ads via facebook because what they have in their social media profiles like facebook there's not enough data to target like ceos from specific companies we can do that via linkedin so what we're doing right now is creating that community in linkedin that means like how as you have a group in facebook you can have a group in in linkedin and we're uh, like today I had like an audio event that they're launching LinkedIn, like you do in Clubhouse. They have oh, these yeah. events in, uh, uh, they have that available now. And uh, I'm just providing content value, value, value in LinkedIn because my clients right now are there. Right. Okay. Are you running LinkedIn ads then as well? Yes. And um, what, what's, are they going through another funnel then? Is that a, like an application funnel where they're booking a call with you? Yeah, uh, because they, they book a call. And the good thing about LinkedIn is, um, I'm not sure if, if you tried like Facebook ads and you drive traffic to an opt-in page, you can have a lot of people signing up. But you know what? When you go to your stats in your CRM, you see that um, there are a lot of emails that are like fake emails your you you know your delivery rate goes down you and i have like an email where you sign up for everything and <laughs> you want to know what's happening you on the other side know. yeah exactly <laughs> you know that those emails that you have well being honest everybody has that so in facebook you just click and you just put the email that you never open and let's see what's happening how they do that you know you you want to know that but we said how can we reduce that 
we don't want thousand people that opt in that at the end, like 30% only open and then 15% really engage. And with LinkedIn, we're actually getting the email that the, that person uses to log, log in into his LinkedIn account. So I uh -huh. ask you, do you think that that email is a valid email? Do you think that that email is really valuable? So we're getting immediately in an Excel spreadsheet, the email that they log in into their LinkedIn account, we get their telephone number and uh, we get in another, in another tab, their LinkedIn profile. And as soon as that information is in the Excel sheet, we call that person up. So you see an ad, imagine this, Polly, you see yeah. an ad, you see, hey, I want more information. Then you see your data that's already propagated, the email that you used to log in and you say, yeah, that's my email. Oh yeah, that's my phone number. Yeah, that's my profile. Get the information. That's it. And then five minutes later, you get a call from me. Hey, Polly, I'm 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 Christian. Uh, you just been in LinkedIn, like wanted to know something about it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm I'm calling you personally just to make sure that this is really what you're looking for. You know, because we just don't want to spam people. We just don't want you know. That's something that creates a completely different experience. Who calls you up when you opt into something? Nobody. <laughs> Not many people. Exactly. I think Grant, Grant Cardone does. <laughs> yeah, he does that very good. Yeah. <laughs> Call from him. <laughs> yep, exactly. He does that. Yep. <laughs> Do you, what's been your biggest hurdle, you think, on your journey so far that you've had to overcome? Team. Manage a team. Yeah. Manage How big is team. your team now? How what? How big is your team now? We have 16 people now. And from those 16 people, we have six people that are full-time with us. The rest work like part-time and they collaborate with us, uh, not in a full-time manner, but a full, uh, so we have full uh, time team and then people that help us with coding. When we need some extra designing thing, we have another person that jumps in. That's how our team is running okay. right now. So managing the team, what, how have you overcome that, that, that was for, that was for me difficult because as I told you, you need to, you asked me before, did you do all your fulfillment? Did you package everything? I was doing everything by myself because I thought nobody can do that better than me. Yeah. I know how to do the calls. I know how to do the packaging. I know how to print the, these labels and I am the best of the best doing that. Nobody can replace me. You know, that's, that's the stupid thing that goes around <laughs> your mind when you think that you know, you're the hero of the of the company, and that's that's such a bad thinking. That, that <laughs> so was many, the way. So many people think like that though when they start out on their own. Yeah, of course, because you know, when when things go well, the way you do it, you don't believe that somebody else is is at the same level as you. You 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 believe you're the best of the best, and that's not true. There are other people way better than you at at things that you shouldn't even do. You know. So how have you overcome that? How have you overcome delegating? Yeah, that, that was difficult because um, I should have done that earlier, like creating exactly uh, what you call SOPs, like procedures. So, yeah. hey, if I want you to do like a landing page in a way that we know it converts, I need to really think about that 
like two hours and say, what's my internal way of thinking how a landing page should look like? Then write that thing down and then make a video. And, and then that's how we even filter a person. We show them, hey, this is uh, a text, create a landing page based on this, what I tell you on the video. Have it ready in 48 hours and you send it to me. And that's the way I can see if they follow the instructions, yeah. etc. So having everything documented, um, that's, a, that's something very, 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 very important. It is very important. A lot of people don't discover SOPs in their business till a long way down the road. Yeah, that that's true. And I, I don't know why I didn't come up with that earlier, because uh, I learned that from my father. You know, in in if you're if you work like a doctor in a hospital, everything is SOP, SOPs. Everything has procedures. Yeah. You know, if 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 a patient comes with this, you know exactly what to do. And they actually tell you, no, this is our procedure. It's like, of course, that's, that's, yeah, I'm not getting into if it works well or not, but at least they have a procedure, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's a procedure that it, it works, at least it works in a way, you know? And, yeah. and that's so important, um, getting Definitely. those SOPs done. Do you have um, any morning routines that you do daily? I breakfast. Okay. Uh, uh, this is something funny. People ask me, hey, do you, I don't meditate. I yeah. don't, I do exercise. Um, I wake up early, not every day. Like I don't have, I'm, I'm working up, up at 5 a.m. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. So uh, I'm not into like a completely routine. What I do is write down every day before I go to bed, what I want to have done. Uh, tomorrow that's that's something i i always do but i don't do at 5 a.m i need to stay up at 5 15 i need to have my uh teeth brushed and then i have to meditate and hear some no, <laughs> I, I don't do that. so what's your focus now for the rest of this year and 2023 Is that the link so, yeah so for for 2023 um our main focus is we're launching a new product that we want to help people that uh, want to learn how to really sell in a professional way to learn this so they can go to companies and make them more sales. Why do we want to do this? Because then at the end, if we have like right now, we have like over like 4,000 people that that know about marketing that know about sales you know know about consulting what we do but we want to have a lot of companies that need professional salespeople so we can match them together okay right, you okay. need professional salespeople we have them trained we have them certified they know exactly how to sell it doesn't it, it doesn't it, it, i don't care if it's cold uh, they know how to do that they need, know how to nurture lead. They know how to close. They know all the sales process. Here they are. And network and get these two worlds together. Because I think that's going to be very necessary 2020, 2023. Awesome. So what funnel are you going to use for that? Have you thought of that? Yeah, we already we already like 
putting everything together, we're, we're using LinkedIn. So one strategy is like, for example, now we go to Mexico, 15,000 people. We're going to talk in, in Latin America. People don't know us there. It's it's going to be huge impact, you know, talking, uh, being on stage like with Tony Robbins. Yeah. This is going to be one of the ways that we are that we are going to be known there. Like, okay, boom, 15,000 people are going to know us. Uh, and if they resonate with our vision, they will learn more. And we already have planned 20, 20 and 21 of September, we were in Mexico. Uh, we already know the next day, everybody that opts in or follow us in our website, hey, they're going to get an email. They're going to be invited to a webinar that's starting next week. So we have everything like dialed in to move them into our vision, into our funnel. Then LinkedIn ads are, are starting uh, where we're going to uh, invite them for an automated webinar where they'll just see like a VSL or a webinar. Yeah. And if they want more information, they'll just book a call. Yeah, that that's the funnel. Awesome. Fabulous. Right, I have one last question for you. Yeah, go. If you're going to be an animal for 24 hours, what animal would you be and why? A monkey. <laughs> yeah, because a monkey is very curious. And he, he goes there, he goes there. He, he He's not afraid of, of going there, looking what's happening. So I will be like a monkey going to every business and finding out, hey, what's working? What are you doing? What can I search and what can I grab? Fantastic. Right. Yeah. If anybody wants to find out more about like this new sales thing that you've got going on, where can they find out information about that? Well, you know, the best thing is they can connect via LinkedIn. They just search Christian Helmut, Christian with C-H and Helmut with H, Christian Helmut. They'll find me. I have a picture there so they can match what they see here now <laughs> with my picture and say, hey, this is the Spanish guy. Okay, that speaks Spanglish. Good. Let me know what's what's happening and connect with me. And that's that's the way. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. It's been great. Polly, excellent. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please take a moment to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast software. It really helps us rank the podcast and get more listeners. And if you're over on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the bell. Every Friday, 8am GMT, we release a brand new episode. And until then, have a good one.